the offering tonight, I felt led uh, to show you something. And let's go to uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 9. What I was saying this morning is in how to go about uh, digging a ditch with finances. What I was saying is not something that's unbiblical. I'm going to show you how. How many, how many people already heard a figure from the Lord? Amen. And uh, praise God, that's awesome. And if you haven't, you just, just leave your heart open to it. He'll tell you, but keep pressing. Say, all right, Lord, I need, I need to hear. Don't go three months down the road and you hadn't even prayed about it or sought him on it. You know, you want to say, I want, I want to hear from you. But here's the thing. When you've heard that number, has anybody, anybody has a number that they think they have that's uh, bigger than what you have now? Anybody? Amen. That's good. 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 Amen. That's good stuff, because generally, if you already can do it right now, God's not in it, just so you know. <laughs> that means he's, he's generally not in it if you could do it by yourself. What he wants to do, the supernatural, is when he gets in it and it's bigger than you. Yeah. That, that's when he's in it. And then all of a sudden, you'll know that it's God. Remember Gideon? We have this many men, we cut it down, then we had this many, then it goes down to 300 against, how many was he up against? Huh? It was, I think it was several hundred thousand, I think, Gideon. Anyway, 300 men against that many. A lot, a whole lot. And it had to be God. If God didn't do it, it wasn't him. Well, that's the way he works with us all the time, right? Why? Because that takes faith. If you could just write the check out of your bank account, what faith is attached to it? That's not digging a ditch. That's just sacrificing something. So you want to, now that doesn't mean that God won't tell somebody a small amount. He, he can and will do that. But what I'm saying, a lot of times it's supposed to be bigger than who we are right now. And that's what makes up the difference. Now, would you like for me to tell you tonight how to get that amount? Let's say uh, that uh, the amount that you have is much bigger than your bank account. That really doesn't make any difference. I'm going to tell you how to get that so that you can sow that. And this is where people, they don't realize, they, they basically limit who they are based off of where they've been, right? Or what they've had up to that point. I'm going to show you right here in the Word how to change that and how to move into not your resources, but God's resources. I'm going to show you how to move into those places. And here's the thing. I don't care if you've got a million dollars in the bank right now or if you're overdrawn. You, all you got to do is just start applying his principles and all that turns around today. It just turns around. That's all it is. Amen. So look here at uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and starting at verse 6. It says, Now this I say, He who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So in other words, if I uh, give a little, I'm going to receive a little. And if I give a lot, I'm going to receive a lot. All right, that's pretty simple. In other words, what is God wanting you to do? Based off of that principle alone, talking about this morning about dig a ditch and God will fill it to pay off this building. What, what is God actually wanting to do? Is he going to pay off the building? Yes. yes. Is he going to do it with or without you? Yes. Yeah, it's going to happen. It's, it's going to happen. We've already done, as a church, we've already done what we're supposed to do. We planted the seed. 
We've already planted the seed that will turn into harvest, right? We've already done that. We believe God for the seed already. We, as a church, we've already done what he told us to do. So that's, that's a done deal. It's just a matter of the manifestation at this point. So the question is not, will it happen? The question is, will you be a part of it? Okay? And what's, God, what's he trying to do in this verse? If you sow a little, you reap a little. If you sow a lot, you reap a lot. Right? So what's he trying to do? He's trying to give you a field and a seed to plant in. He's trying right now. He's giving you the field in the message this morning. A word of the Lord that is a field. But what he's trying to get you and in your hands right now is a seed. And he's trying to get you a seed so that you will then have a harvest. And does he want your harvest to be little or big? He wants it to be big. But your harvest is going to be based off of your seed. Yeah. You see that? Yeah. So then if I have thinking that turns my seed in or a heart that turns my seed into little, then my harvest is only going to be little as well. But if I have thinking and a heart that's big, then my harvest will be big. So now it becomes based off of what I'm thinking in my mind, but the biggest thing is, what do I have in my heart? So the issue is not that God's just trying to pay off the building. It, God's not trying to. He can do it just like that. He's opening up a field where you then can plant what's in your heart. That's the issue. What's in your heart is what you will plant and then you will receive based off of what you planted in your heart, based off of the condition of your heart. It's really not about what you have in the bank account. It's about the condition of your heart. Does that make sense? Yeah. All right. So now you go to the next verse. Each one must do just as he is purposed in his heart. Just as he's purposed in his heart. So, then it says, not grudgingly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. So, you heard me say it this morning. If you don't have a heart to give, I don't want you to. Did you hear me say that? Yep. I meant it. Because I don't want you to give because you feel like somebody's putting a on you to give. I want you to give because you want to give to the Lord. And if you don't want to give to the Lord, don't. He'll handle it anyway. <laughs> don't. It's actually better if you don't. Because if you gave and you were mad about it, now you're just minus money. Because you planted it with no heart. Now you're going to be mad at me. I don't want you mad at me. you got to give and your return is based off of how you give. Don't give under compulsion. God loves a cheerful giver. So if you're not in a cheerful place, don't give. Now... Make sure that you get in the cheerful place or else you might find yourself stealing. Because over in Malachi it says, you have robbed me in tithes and offerings. And that, well, I wasn't cheerful, so I didn't give anything. Well, that's because you haven't worked on your heart. Not because you weren't supposed to give. You've still robbed. You see, so you, in other words, the Lord gives to us the responsibility of getting our heart right on our giving. Man, this is breaking it down. Holy Spirit's helping me get this across. I praise God for that. Amen. So, each one must do just as he purposed in his heart. And then it says in verse 8, I love this, oh man. And God is able to make 
all grace abound to you so that always having all sufficiency in everything, you may have an abundance for every good deed. An abundance for every good work. Look at all the absolutes in this verse. And this is not Pastor Brian talking to you alone. This is Pastor Brian telling you what God said about you. You, this is God's will for you. And he wants you to know it's his will for you through his ability, not yours. And God is able. It's his ability, not yours. It's his ability. God is able to make all grace, not just some grace, all grace abound to you. All grace, not just fill you up, abound to you so that... Always, never will you not, never will you lack, always having all grace abound, have all sufficiency in everything. I mean, how many absolute statements can we get in this verse? In everything. And you may have an abundance for every good deed. An abundance for every good deed. Now, let me just tell you. If we really believe this verse and followed this verse, I'm getting on to myself right here too. If we really believe this verse and followed this verse, wouldn't we have an abundance for every good deed right now? How many of you would love to have so much in your bank account right now that you could just write a check and pay off the building? How many would like to do that? Then how come you don't? I don't either. But how come we don't? Truthfully, because we haven't followed this. Because he tells us he wants us to have an abundance for every good work. Is supporting the ministry of God every good work? Absolutely. But yet, in other words, what we're seeing is, aren't we supposed to be further along? Okay, noted. Thank you. Now, let's get there in Jesus' name. Amen. In other words, don't let that hold you back. Recognize that he's wanting to change your situation. He's wanting to take you from where you have been. And now let's move you to the place of abundance for every good work. Amen. How about, you know, a missionary comes or an evangelist or a pastor, or, you know, somebody that we want to support. Wouldn't you like to support the kingdom of God work that they're doing and write them a big check? Yeah, big check. Isn't that a blessing? It's more blessed to give to receive. That is absolutely true. Now, it doesn't say that it's not blessed to receive. It just says it's more blessed to give. Oh, man, I love giving. Receiving's great, but giving's even better. I found that to be true. There was a time when I didn't know if that was true, but now I can tell you by experience. It is true. It is so true. But here's the thing. A lot of times we don't have that because we haven't applied these principles. And what it has to do with is we haven't conditioned our heart to be an abundant giver, an abounding giver, a cheerful giver. We haven't conditioned our heart because if we will condition our heart to be an abounding and cheerful giver... God can give the fullness of seed to that person. Wow. He can give seed based off of the condition of your heart. So then he says here 
As it is written, he scatters abroad, he gave to the poor, his righteousness endures forever. Verse 10, now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. And increase the harvest of your righteousness. So, what you see is that we all can have the righteousness of God through Jesus Christ, but it doesn't mean that we all walk in the same harvest. In other words, there are things that we can do according to the word that will take our harvest up to new places. It will take our harvest to those, and all of it has to do, do you notice what connected us there? Is uh, connected us by what are the seeds sown. But he says, who gives seed to the sower? God does, but what does he give seed to the sower from and what are the conditions? The conditions of the seed that's given to the sower is based on the heart and where their heart is in giving. So if they're not cheerful and they're not an abundant or a bounding giver, an abounding giver, then less seed can be given to that person. But if in our heart we take the time to get it right, then God can give seed according to that heart. And then that seed then will be bigger than normal. And then in verse 11, you will be enriched in everything for all liberality, which through us is producing thanksgiving to God. In other words, again, he's promising these blessings. Now, this is what I want to get <coughs> This is what part of what I want to get to is right here. Are we talking about tithes here? No, no because he says he will give seed to the, to the giver, uh, to the sower. Here's the thing. Seed is not something you can plant if it's not yours. And the tithe is not yours. The word says that the tithe is God's. But you don't get to the place of seed until you get over and above the tithe. So the increase that you have in your life, you know, whatever increases in my life, I first give 10% of that. I give 10% of my increase. That's the tithe. So then I move into abundance by sowing, and that sowing is everything that's above the tithe. It's what I now can give by my own choice. But that is then given, seed is given based on the condition of my heart. So the tithe will rebuke the devourer. It will keep things working and it will give me vision and opportunities. But the seed is what's multiplied 30, 60, 100 fold. And that's what moves us into abundance. And that is completely based on what's the condition of my heart. And see, a lot of people would say, well, if I had enough money, I'd just pay off the whole building. Not if you wouldn't give 10 cents today. You may only have 10 cents, but if you don't do it in the little, you won't be faithful in the much. That's the word. That's not Brian talking, that's it. So in other words, if we don't get to the place where we will be a giver like that now, then you won't be that kind of giver then. You just won't. You've got to determine, I'm that kind of giver now. And then the Lord will rise that up. I could give you personal testimony. I'm not tonight, but I could give you personal testimony after testimony where that exact thing has happened in Nicole and I's life. Totally different than we were 
you know, 10 years ago, five years ago. Totally different. Totally different. And it all has to do with the condition of our heart becoming a giver. And then God gives seed to the sower. God gives that seed to the sower. So now here's how you do. You say, Lord, let me work on my heart. The first thing we need to do is work on our heart. Lord, I want to be a cheerful and a abounding giver. And I'm not just thinking that here. I've got to get it in my heart. It's not according to the way I think. It's according, it's according to my heart, the core of who I am. I really, really want to do this. I can think I really, really want to do this, but it can be different from actually who I am, my heart. I really want to become this person that is a cheerful and abounding giver. And you ask the Lord to help you. Ask him to start. Well, one of the things that you want to do is that you don't limit him. How many people, when I talked about digging the ditch today and how much were you supposed to give, how many people said, uh, oh, that's, that's too much. I can't do that right now. Or you had a number and then your mind immediately went, that's too much. Anybody have that? If they're honest about it? I don't think I can give that right now. And then you backed it down. You don't have to raise your hand. But what I'm saying is a lot of times that's the things that people face. They think, I don't know how I would ever come up with that much money. It's not about you. It's according to his ability. It's according to his ability. He is able. And so then you say, wait a minute. Okay. I can be about it. I don't have to have a number. That I can, you know, what if God walked right in and you're only making minimum wage, but then God told you he wants you to pay 100000 He wants you to give 100000 of that. Well, that doesn't even seem logically possible when you're looking at your own ability. But when you start looking at his ability, it looks different. Maybe nobody else in the place would believe God for 100000 but you would because you're an abounding giver. And you're looking at his ability. Then that's the person that he can give that kind of seed to. And it never would come if you didn't open up your heart and ask him what he'd like for you to give. If you don't ask him what he'd like for you to give, you don't have a word on it for faith. And that faith's not there. It would never come anyway. But now that you have a field to plant it in, now you can say, hey, I can believe God for this. And he'll give you the seed to plant in that field. And the whole purpose is to get you the harvest later on so that you don't stay a minimum wage person. You break out of that mold. God's able to give you all kinds of businesses and you learn who you are in God and I abound to every good work the whole point is not that the field needs a harvest it's that the sower needs a harvest the sower needs to plant the seed so you start backing off of putting mental restrictions on what the amount to sow is and it is amen then you start looking at not just what's the limit, but then you say, would I be happy to give it? In other words, you can ask yourself this. Let's say he did say 100000 And then all of a sudden, later on this week, somebody calls you up and says, you know what? I don't know how this happened, but I just had a million bucks drop in my hands. And the Lord told me to give you $100,000. Well, see, you're all good on Sunday morning when you didn't think it was actually coming. But then on Thursday, when you got it in your hands and you see the figures in the bank, it'd be like, oh. Are you quite as cheerful to give it then? 
My guess is your flesh would say no. My guess. See, a lot of times that's when people get stingy. That's why they have to get their heart right first before the seed can be given. And when we get our heart right, that's the person God can give to. So the key is to have a field to plant it in and hear from the Lord, Lord, what's the seed after I've gotten my heart right? Okay, Lord, I want to give it to you. Lord, what's that amount? All right, so now let's say that the amount was $10,000. Man, I'm breaking this down in nuts and bolts for you. You should go back and listen to this. I, let's say that you hear the amount is $10,000, right? And you don't have $10,000. Well, how do you get a seed of $10,000? Well, you can also plant a smaller one. To get that. So the word talks about. Some will be. Some 30. Some 60. Some 100 fold. I'm just going to give you real simple. This is the numbers that I use. You don't have to use these numbers. But I'll take an amount. Let's say we were believing God for $10,000. I'll say. All right Lord. I'll say. Uh, $10,000 divided by 30. What is that? $300 approximately. And if I take it uh, divided by 100, then you're looking at $100. So a lot of times the seed on that would be at the very least $100 to $300 probably. Now, that's using logic and figuring that out. But what I want to say is what you really want to do, that just gives you some guidelines maybe to shoot between. But what you really want to say is this. All right, Lord. You're, you're asking me to plant a $10,000 seed. Okay, what do I do to get there? Well, I'm going to plant a seed that will produce the harvest of the 10000 that I can get later. I'm going to ask you for that seed. And then you, when you receive it, you plant the smaller one. It'll produce the bigger harvest. And then you can plant the bigger one, which will produce the even bigger one. Can you see that? Yeah. You just break it down. All right, this is what we can do. And you ask the Lord, how much is that supposed to be? All of a sudden, he'll bring in that. We've watched that happen time and time and time again. When we need something, we, as a church, we've done it. As a couple, we've done it. And time and time and time again, the Lord brings us right to that place. So you start to do this. All right, Lord, what would you have? Now, here's the thing. He gives seed to the sower. So would you have it if you weren't a sower? No. So you're not losing anything. He gives seed to the sower. You need to put faith on that. In other words, if I haven't conditioned my heart to be a cheerful and abounding sower, I wouldn't be a sower. And if I wasn't a sower, he couldn't give me seed. So I wouldn't have that in the first place. But if I will then condition my heart to be a sower, now all of a sudden God can give me the seed. And it's, it's money that I wouldn't have had otherwise. So now, a lot of people look at it as when they sow, they're losing something. No, God will bring you extra just so you can sow. Because he gives seed to the sower. Put faith on that. Put faith on that promise. So then, all your part is, get my heart right. Get my heart right. He'll bring in extra for you to sow. Get my heart right. Get my heart right. And then just be obedient to what he tells you to do. And that's it. 
It's really simple and it actually doesn't cost you. It's just hearing from the Lord and being obedient. That's all it is. Hearing from the Lord and being obedient. Can you see how it doesn't even cost you in the end game? It doesn't even cost you because he gives. Can you see that? And can you see how the Lord, in other words, what he's wanting to do, if people will get their heart right, he's wanting to supply for all of their abundance. He's wanting to completely break them out of these things. Break them out of poverty. Break them out of lack. And this is what the devil fights. Oh man, you start talking about finance, he fights it. See, what I didn't say this morning is that, you know, and I wasn't planning on doing this then, it was that tonight... I'm going to tell you how to do it, and it's not going to cost you anything. All it costs is the effort to get your heart right, which we should be doing anyway. So tonight, it's the same way in every offering. Sometimes you know exactly what the offering's going to. Sometimes you don't. Tonight, we're just having an offering. But it's the same thing. Lord, what would you have me to give tonight? What do you want to do? I'll be obedient. What do you want to do? Amen.